You are listening to DFPN, the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you'd like to advertise with us or have a great podcast idea that needs a home, please reach out to us at podcastdatfeeling at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you love to listen to your favorite podcasts. And always remember to question the answers. Go get it. himself this time you know it's a one-on-one session right now he's actually the most uh documented artist on the show this is uh, his sixth appearance on the show and uh man i wouldn't want anyone else to be the most documented artist on the show and i'm gonna keep documenting him until y'all know him but y'all gonna know him pretty soon he's been full of surprises full of this year alone so for further introductions i have the one and only mok sucks mark sucks michigan rapkin sock monster he goes by a lot of aliases Hey, man, this is the sixth time? Yes, sir, I counted. Wow. Because, okay, because you, you got to count in the times with uh, Tone Beats, right? I did, yes, sir. I, I counted the other time with uh, that feeling when we all did that Zoom video. Yeah, video yeah, video. yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 I got you, I got you. So, but we had three solo interviews before. Yes, sir. Okay. Wow, man. Hey, man, it's a pleasure to be back, man. I, I am... I am so proud of you, man. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you, bro. Like, I just, I just am, man. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. I'm not uh, I am. anything. No, man. No, 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 man. No, 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 And and it's not even you know. Congratulations are in order. Uh, just for hanging in there, man. You know, just for hanging in there, bro. People don't know what it takes to do anything. <laughs> you know, and, and, and uh, you know, yeah. making it look easy is the hard part. And so, and so, uh, people, at, the number one thing people ask me about you is, is how can he, right? Like, it always starts with, like, like how can he, and everything, my answer usually is, everything's not for everybody. You know what I'm saying? He can because that's, that's part of his gifting. So you might, you might think his gifting is, is doing interviews when, when truth be told, his gifted might just be connecting with people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And because he's gifted at connecting with people, then interviews come. You see, you see what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a, you know, people people think your gift is one thing. You know what I mean? I always tell people that my my specific gift is is uh, uh, I can always find another way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I have, I have a resilience. I've always had it since a kid. Like, like this is always another way to do something. 
you know, you know, and uh, and that's what I I believe my 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 gift is is I don't even know how to give up. Like I don't even I, I and I because I've tried, you know, <laughs> I, I, I've tried, I've tried. So and I see that in you, you know what I mean. And and, and uh, there's very few people that I've met in my life that have that uh, in their DNA. You know what I mean? That they truly have that that uh, that that spirit that just will not allow them. To, to stop doing what they're doing, man. So it's a pleasure to know you. You know what I mean? And I'm sure it always will be, my guy. Hey, same to you, my guy. Man, you are a hell of an artist, man. You've been dropping you, surprise and surprise and surprise and surprise after one another. Um, let's get into, uh, you randomly dropped your um, albums. You first started with announcements overrated first as opposed to Albert Crowe to public for the year. Right, right. What made you want to do that? So, so, um, last year, uh, the record label, um, we put a huge task in front of us, which was to flood the market at the end of 2019 after a year of, uh, promoting and doing various things. And, and a a lot of people forget, you know, I actually dropped three albums last year. I dropped the sock monster and like, yeah, I forgot about that. The Sock Monster dropped in March and came with videos for everything. Yes, right? sir. Except for listen. I'm still waiting on that video. Right. Right. And then uh, uh, I dropped Hello Tomorrow. Yes. Right. Tone Beats. Last year. Yeah. So last year started with Hello Tomorrow. Then it went to the Sock Monster. Right. And then, and then after that, uh, we got really uh, heavy into promotion. I did a little bit of touring. Um, and, and then, uh, I was doing a lot of work behind the scenes on a lot of other people's projects. And, and then we, and then we started on, um, you know, East Bitty's project and, and, and then, and then, so, so I'm, I'm leading up to the, to the question. Okay. So we, as we, as we started on all of these things, um, and then we, then we started work on the compilation, the second compilation, you know what I mean? And I get into these grooves, man. Like I get into these grooves where the pen is just moving. It's just moving. Like I go through seasons where I can't figure anything out. And then I go through these seasons, man, where the pen just starts to move and I cannot stop the pen from moving. Right. And so, um, and then we had Clint Taylor who came on board last year and, um, who's incredible. You know what I mean? Shout out to Clint Taylor. So what happened was is, is between Clint and and then Timo, another producer named Timo, who you can learn about more, came on board. Alex Turner came on board, who's another producer. So what happened was, is these guys, plus Henny P, the A&R, shout out to Henny P, they started sending me beats, right? Just randomly, just sending me beats. And the beats were so fire that I couldn't stop writing to them. I couldn't stop writing to them. And then uh, we came up with this idea to flood the market at the end of the year where everybody would drop multiple albums. It wasn't even, you know... Uh, like an album, everybody would drop multiple albums, yeah. <laughs> and I want to include one ten in that mix too. DJ one ten, as far as the beats, you know what I'm saying? Oh you yeah, know? how can you forget one ten? Jesus Christ! Yes. So so yeah, so another incredible producer. So um, they just started sending me beats, and man, I just could not stop writing. So so my two albums, that was just my two. Beats dropped four. Yeah, yeah. Just on the roll. You know on the roll that now. <laughs> That was my two albums. Beast dropped four. Smitty dropped his solo, and then he dropped one with the Itis. Yes. 
know what I mean? Then we dropped the compilation, and then 110 dropped the mixtape, you know, so we call it the den tape. And so, uh, yeah, it was just part of the whole thing of flooding the market at the end of the year. And uh, and I hadn't done a project since March, so I had a lot to say, you know. And 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 um and to be to be perfectly honest with you, um, my music runs about a year and a half behind between okay. when I do it and when the public gets it. Like the way the cycle goes, yeah, is is I I'm always working, so it's but it takes a while, right, for for things to 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 get through the system of coming out. And so, uh, and so, uh, by the time I've been working on Elbrick Road since probably all year, like just kind of touching on it, you know what I mean, here and there. And then I finished it at the end. And announcements are overrated. Came, uh, I think probably Clint Taylor uh, inspired the feel like of that album. Yeah, like the few songs I did for it was produced by him. And so I started looking for music that would match the energy of the joints that he did, and that's where it came from. Yeah, can you, you actually said that before that Clint Taylor has been giving you some of your best music since, and they even shows too on Albert Road announcements are very overrated too. Like, damn, yo. So, and that's dope because because I I um so I'm a I'm a producer first creatively, right? Um. I'm not. I don't make beats every day anymore, but I've but I produce all my content, you know. And I try to produce people, you know. And so, as a producer, uh, uh, what you have is an ear and an eye for talent, right? And you're able to a lot of times uh, see it before it blossoms. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, he was somebody that I met on social media who was really starting to make his mark. You know, and I, I listened to a few of his beats, and uh, I was really busy with something. I think it was Hello Tomorrow. Like okay. I was really, really, really busy with Hello Tomorrow. And so he started, you know, trying to kind of get at me, man. You know, a lot, listen, you know, I'm not trying to big myself up, but a lot of producers reach out to me, right? Okay, and so, okay. So uh, he, was, he, was, he was a producer that reached out to me. So uh, I immediately heard it. It wasn't perfect yet, but I said, man, this dude right here got something. I said, hold on. I said, man, I'm really busy right now. <laughs> Just give me a second. I hear you. And I said, in the meantime, you know, let me introduce you to Smitty. And so I introduced him to Smitty. I said, man, work with work with Smitty because I'm really, really busy right now. But uh, work with Smitty for me. You know what I'm saying? And so and that's kind of how that happened. And as as time went on. Uh, he started sending me stuff, and you know what I mean. We kept working. There's another, another group of producers I forgot to mention. Uh, Just Chill Beats out of the Ukraine. Oh, yeah. um, these Ukraine producers, Just Chill Beats, um, who have produced an enormous amount of content for me that the world has not heard yet. Right. Okay. So, so I gotta, I gotta get him a major shout, shout to uh, Just Chill Beats. There's a, a another, another. Um, a production crew out of the UK called Kill Miami. Uh, Kill Miami okay. did a song. I can't Dope. make this shit up. Yeah. Nah. Just Chill did I Cannot Make This Shit Up. Oh, Kill, okay. Miami, Kill Miami did the song Dope off of uh, Sock Monster. Of Monster. Yep, they did. They did Dope and some stuff that's getting ready to come. 
So, so, uh, so, so, yeah. So, shout out to them, man. I got great producers around me. So, I hope that answered that question. Oh yeah. Well, it even shows too, like because when you hear, because you know your sound, and as soon as when you hear it, you know, like that's the one right there with some beats uh-huh. I'm guessing too. When you're um, creating your music too, I was curious too. Do you ever like get hooked on some of your own unreleased music and you just replay it to yourself? It's like, man, I can't wait to release this when the times right. Or you don't really do that. For sure. For sure. For sure. I, <laughs> I was gonna ask. For sure. If it was up to me, I'd drop an album a week. Oh you know shit. I mean? <laughs> sure. For sure. One hundred percent, man. You talk about let's just talk about tone beats, right? Okay. Like like let's move everything else aside right, and just not. talk about the catalog of unheard music that I've done just with him that is amazing and that I'm trying to figure out how to put out. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, and I'm talking stuff from far as far back as 2017, 2018 that I still have, you know, that we were getting ready to do something with. And then things happen logistically and we just wasn't able to put it out. But the music still holds up. It's still fire. And I want to do something with it, you know, but man, time just keeps moving and other projects come up and things, you know, keep happening. So, you know, to answer your question, yes, like there's a lot of extremely quality uh, music in my hard drive. Sometimes I just want to go on live and just play this shit. <laughs> listen, just somebody listen to this shit, man. Like this shit is crazy. Is that what you've been doing with your IG from the archives? Is that like some of the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that. A lot of that stuff is so. 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 What happened was uh, over the past year, uh, since the Sock Monster Project, um, other people have been introduced to me. Very, you know. Uh, 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 by way of other things, right? Um, um, like, for instance, the work I did with uh, uh, Swifty McVay and Caniva from D12 on their album, it brought in some people that weren't normally paying attention to me. You yeah. know what I mean? So, so, and they were asking me for more stuff. This is weird. Like, people will say stuff like, man, I want to hear more. And it never dawns on them to just type me into YouTube. Or, <laughs> like, go search it if you want to hear more. Yeah, like it's 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 not. I'm not hard to find. You, you know, uh, there's plenty of music out there. But but anyway, so what what would happen is, is I would start getting these kind of requests, and so I said, well, okay, well, let me reintroduce some of this material that I think still holds up. You know, to to any new people that might be paying attention, and to kind of maybe remind other people that. You know, they made a mental note that they wanted to go listen to that album, but maybe yeah. they never did. So let me po- repost this. And, and and oddly enough, man, it happens every time. I'll be looking at my phone and, you know, a new Bandcamp subscriber for Hello Tomorrow will come across my phone. and Because I, I posted something, you know what I mean? You know, and I wasn't even thinking. I just posted it, you know. But people start to do their research and then they, you know what I mean, they find things. So, so yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, because like, <laughs> when I seen that one review on your page about um, the Albrecht Road, I was like, man, I'm so glad people are gravitating toward this project. Yeah. But before we get into that, I, I love how you brought up Tone Beats now, too, because Tone Beats, man, like, I'd be paying a lot of attention to Tone Beats because he makes a lot of the underground music what I listen to. Sure. So when I hear him and All Hair YT, I'm not too sure if you checked out some of his stuff with him, too. Man, um, <laughs> I would love to hear you YT over a Tone Beast track too, because his history that he kind of has with the whole DJ Clue and him revamping himself 
it's kind of this. You guys have similar upcomings when it comes to your artistry too. That's why when I think of you two on the same track over with Tone Beats, I'm like, man, these dudes would probably make some fire. Hey, Tone Beats, hook that up. <laughs> I, I actually asked, I asked him. I want front. See, I asked him. I'm like, Tone, 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 no, Tone, no. For me, that's easy. You know? <laughs> it's not. It's nothing. Like he, he, he knows it, man. I'm, I'm always down for uh, a challenge. You know what I mean? I'm always down to mix in with some other great artists, man. I, I can, I, there, there's not really too much I can't mix in with. You know what I mean? It's very rare if I say, man, I don't want no parts of that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most of the time, man, I, I can, I can, I can get in there, man, and work some things out. But that would, that would be exciting. You know, their first project together came out the day uh, Turn to Your Neighbor came out. Really? Um, I don't know if you know that. Yeah. No, the, I the, didn't. The day Turn to Your Neighbor came out was the day their first album came out together too. That, yo, that yo, that that's kind of crazy the way that you actually think about it when you put it in perspective and, like and that. It, and it happened it happened by coincidence. Tone had he been did that project with him. And it just so happens that he chose that day to drop it. You know what I mean? And, and ours was dropping the same day. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm down, man. I'm down. Okay. Always. Yeah, because uh, one day I just hit him in DM because I listened to a lot of All Hair YT and a lot of your old stuff, Defocus. I was like, yo, do you have any unreleased uh, Mark Sarks and All Hair YT? I was like, no, that would be fire. I was like, all right, I'll bring that up next time I talk to Mark. And we did. So, shout out to Tone Beats, man. I hope that comes out. Um, so you, um, having like a lot of new people following you too, uh, I noticed too with your recent collaborations too, we'll get into that after. I was curious because you kind of went off social media for a bit when all of this fire music was coming out, especially from your hometown. So I was kind of curious on your reaction when you heard Eminem's album. I enjoyed it, man. It was, uh, uh, one of my, one of my favorite Eminem albums in a long time. I wouldn't even say a long time because I enjoy Kamikaze. I would say I would say Kamikaze and uh, uh, what is it? Music to get killed by. Music to be murdered by, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed them a lot. I actually uh, uh, knew about that album. Uh, okay. For a while. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I knew about it. And uh, in, in fact. Um, a lot of people think that the Juice World thing came after he died, and it didn't. Like he he had that, he had that already. They they collaborated on that for real. Oh, so he was so alive when he did that. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. I knew about that. But yeah, man, I'm I'm uh look, man. Respect to Eminem, man. Like I, said, I really enjoyed Kamikaze. I really enjoyed his latest album, man. Shout to him. You know, what I mean, everybody in Detroit that had a part in that. I was just happy to see Royce and Crook on that. I was like, oh, shit. Sure. So, so with you um, actually, like, you know, having, like, a well in tune of the music itself now, too, when you listen to, like, some of your old music from now until, I mean, sorry, from Defocus until now, what's, like, the biggest thing that you say to yourself, like, the growth or, like, does something else come to you when you listen to the two? Because I'm pretty sure you listen to your old stuff. I don't listen to defocus music. No, nah, I don't because I hear all of the reasons I didn't do what I wanted to do. You know, I was very, uh, 
So the way my career went was it went artist, producer, artist, producer, artist. Okay. Right? Like so, back so yeah, yeah. So um at that particular iteration of my creative journey, when the music that you're speaking on, yeah, uh, you know, where I was mentally was trying to figure out where I fit into the grand scheme of things. I didn't really know it, it was a very it was a low time in my life um where uh man I didn't really I, I thought that it I thought it might be over for me during defocus, right? Like I, I I thought that it maybe maybe things were coming to an end, maybe things were winding down. And the time I put up put into it at that particular time it was kind of like a kind of like a woe is me era. Okay. You know, in my opinion, you know, um, yeah, it was it was it was a woe is me era, man. I was putting a lot of a lot of energy into the production, but but as an artist, you know, the voice that I had, the things I was talking about, um, not necessarily on like some of the projects like Herman Gardens and stuff like that, but but on a lot of the other stuff, man, I just felt like I was complaining a little bit too much. I was really down in the in the in the, in the ditch, man. I, I didn't really know what the hell was going on. A lot of my initial things, I came, when I came to Atlanta, a lot of great things happened when I got here. Yeah. And then it just came to an abrupt stop. You know, like it came to an abrupt stop and I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. You know, so I feel like when I hear that music, it takes I hear you back. the angst. Yeah, like I hear the angst in the music at that particular time of, of just not knowing where the hell I wanted to go with, with, with what I wanted to do. I don't know. Are you a big believer in destiny? Um, maybe in some things. Maybe. I mean, there, there was a season in my life that I, 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 I did believe in that. I believe more so in energy now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I believe in, vibe. I believe in, in, in vibes, man. Energy. And, uh, and, and you kind of, everything that happens in your life, you, you, you attract it to yourself. And, and, but a lot of, you know, a lot of what you're attracting, most of what you attract in your life has to do with you putting out, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's, that's what I believe, you know, and I, I so, so everything that ever happened, I, I can tell you that, that, uh, there's not many things that happen in my life, including right now talking to you, that I did not speak into existence, like, like every, every last bit of it. And, and so even, even this particular conversation right here, oh, hold on one second, buddy. Yeah. I'm in the interview with Lo. It's okay. What you got? Gloves. What? Yeah. Look like a beekeeper. All right. I gotta do what I gotta do when I go out today. I got you. I got people. Right. No, black. Black. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. So, so, what you saying? I'm sorry. It's good to hear y'all being safe. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I even forget what I was saying now too. Um, but what, but what, what I was gonna say next though. Um, when you're coming together with your music now too, like. When you play it back now, too, like, do you, grieve, like, with your bonus tracks, too? Because I noticed you have bonus tracks for um, Announcements Overrated and Albrecht Road. Like, did you have to, like, think about, like, not putting those on the streaming sites? Because I know those yeah. exist. 
Yeah, uh, there's a there's a as many songs that are on announcements are overrated. There's songs recorded for that that didn't make it. You know what I mean? The same for Elbrick Road. You know, they just didn't. You know, they didn't. What what the the, the point in creating the album was that they would be short but powerful. You know, like that was the whole thing. I wanted them to be short, um, but not too short, but and 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 powerful. Like every single thing you heard hits you. I didn't really yeah. want you to have to think too hard about, you know, whether or not you like this song. You know what I mean? Um, I, I tried to even the song lengths were not very long, and you know all of that was yeah. on purpose. You know, so yeah. Well, the reason why I bring that up too in now too, and then what we were talking about before, it kind of leads all into this now too about destiny and energy now too. When I listen to um, Arrested Development's music and Speech's music too, and then I go back and listen to your music now, I kind of say to myself, I'm like, I somewhat get like I get it now because like ever since I watched that Hoodwink documentary, like I had like this whole new awakening of the shit that I used to love. Yeah. And it was just like was this all programmed? For like you know to destroy community, I don't know that documentary. So, I mean, well, yeah, I think that I think that there can be many reasons for things, right? Okay. Like, like that, that, like we have to allow ourselves to to not uh, get so connected to singular purposes, right? Like, like I know where you're coming from. And yeah. Shout, shout the speech, man. He, he's he's become a good friend of mine, you know, and and uh, and and. And uh, where he comes from with all of that, I think is spot on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I also think there's people in there that are just trying to get paid, man. You know what I mean? I also think, <laughs> I also think there's people in there that really are telling their stories. You know, their yeah. true stories. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's there's there's, there's many reasons. I think we, we get in trouble when we start prioritizing certain reasons over, over other reasons. Because when it comes to music, when it comes to the industry, right? Like this esoteric idea of like what the industry is, <laughs> it's people, man. Yeah. It's people. There's no robot. There's no big building that says the industry. And like commanding people to do certain things. There's people. And you know what? In the music business, there's people who, if not for the music business, would be in jail or, or dead. You, you know, and, 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 and their main purpose for being in the music business is to hustle it until they can't hustle it anymore. And there's rules that come to hustling. You know what I'm saying? So when you begin to get hustlers that are in spots where they have control over budgets and different things like that, they're not going to care about messaging. They're not going to care about <laughs> anything except the money. Give people what they want. And usually it's it's like the lowest vibration things are what uh, get people the quickest. You know, our, our sex, uh, violence, you know, uh, those, are like very, those are very like low vibration things that appeal to the to the humanity of all of us, right? You know what I mean? You know, you know, even my even my late grandmother, who was the sweetest woman in the world, if, if somebody was fighting on the corner, she'd poke her head out and take a look too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, because because it's enticing. You know, yeah. she love she loved old Western movies. People, you know what I mean, shooting each other, you know, it's 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 you know, so 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 that's what hustlers do. That's what the hustle is, is to try to sell you something at the lowest vibration possible. You know, so, so, but what I just said doesn't negate, you know what I mean, with, with the other message is either, like, they both true, it's all true. So, so, so for me, I, I, I have to be real careful at, at, at looking at, at things like that. 
Is, it, is that why you gravitate to like um like artistry like like Ninth Wonder speech um like a YBM Cordonet Royce because they have meaning within their music and they're actually telling their stories. So I'm selfish as an artist. Okay. Is what I mean. Is what I mean. I feed off of things, oh. right? Like things have to inspire me. Okay. And so the, the, the names you just named, I enjoyed them because they inspire something in me, right? Like I have a story I want to tell. I got a story I want to tell about myself. And so there's a way that they inspire me to tell that story inside of me before I say it out loud, right? Like they challenge my way of thinking by listening to how they think, right? I like the people that you just named because I don't know what they're about to say, yeah. right? I don't know what they're about to say, so I'm glued in. I'm glued, I'm glued <laughs> in because I don't know what the next line is going to be. I can't figure it out. I, you know, I, I don't know. You know, oh, that, that pattern is crazy. Like, where's he going with that? Oh, <laughs> mixed it in with that. Okay, you, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm, I'm. So, so that's what I mean. Like, like, so the, the people you just named, like, I, I am, I am, I feed off of them as an artist. But then again, then again, uh, as a songwriter, just as a pure songwriter, forget the messaging, okay. right? As a songwriter, I'm enjoying Tory Lanez. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I enjoy Drake. Like, I enjoy the songwriting. I I enjoy it. I, I crack a smile. I say, man, that's okay. Like, I see you know, what like, you did. I feel that. I feel that, you know. And so I feed off of that, too. You know, when it comes to, you know, my ability to write songs, uh, for people that may not only just be listening to the the, the lyrical wordplay, you know what I mean, but who are, who just need a nice beat and a nice flow and and just something that connects and makes them feel good. Yeah. So it, it's yeah yeah yeah. So 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 yeah. <laughs> you see, like we even like with the artist you just named too, like. It's okay to, like, someone have melodic stuff, too. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, too. Like, I would be banging some trap stuff or Tory Lanez. Not much Tory Lanez, it's Drake. But, but, um, but, like, you as a songwriter and a previous ghostwriter, too, you actually get the art of songwriting now, too, because that's an art. It's an art form that not many people know of. 100%. No, 100%, bro. Uh, uh, whether or not, you know, the difference between... Um, man, I don't want to name any names, but uh, just say that artist. So, so Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, right? Okay, is an amazing lyricist. Yeah. Okay. He's now as equally an amazing songwriter, right? You listen to the songs on Damn. And then you listen to the songs on Good Kid, Mad City. I like Good Kid, Mad City better because of the content and the beats and how it feel, right? It flows. Right. But he took a shot at radio on Good Kid, Mad City with, uh, it's called Drinks or whatever that song oh, is. Oh, Swimming Pools. Yeah, Swimming Pools. Yeah. That was his shot at writing something that maybe more people would get into. And, they and did. it was okay. It was okay. Now, you move to Damn, <laughs> and you listen to a song like Loyalty, 
you know, with Rihanna or 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 Love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a different songwriter. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so therefore, damn is a more complete package of music to sell is what I'm trying to say. It it and, and so and, and that's and that's what I when I when I talk about songwriting, that's what I mean. You know, now again, I enjoy Good Kid Mad City better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But the songwriting of Damn is different. But my favorite Kendrick Lamar album is is To Pimple Butterfly. I kind of figured I was gonna say a lot of people like That's they- my favorite one, but it's my favorite one because I listened to it recently. Okay. And I'm still finding things I didn't hear before. And he nailed the concept to the freaking wall. Like he <laughs> he took this concept, man, and he he squeezed it for everything it had, man. And so I just I just man, that thing that thing should be should, should be that thing should be in the Smithsonian, man. Like it is a it is a piece of art, man. It's, it's actually uh, in Harvard, at one of the um, highest universities for the songwriting and that too. And he took a big risk for a sophomore album on a major label, sure. that Pepper Butterfly. Sure. For sure. For that sure. And that's, that's what you expect from somebody of that caliber. You yeah. expect him. You he needs to for me, for me, the artist that's coming up that is looking at art on a higher level, I need him to take risks. I need him to do it. He has to do it. Right? He he has to do it because it 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 it, it shines the light in a direction for me and it gives me more hope you know, in terms of, of what might be able to organically come come from me. So I, I need him to keep taking shots. You know, I need him to keep doing that. He picked up from where, say, like, you know, like Andre 3000 left off, you know what I'm saying? Oh. You know, in terms of pushing the envelope, yeah. you know, with music and, and stuff like that, in my opinion. You know, I never thought of it like that until you put it in that perspective now, because everybody was waiting for that Andre 3000 solo. When you just put in that, I was like, Oh, so I'm gonna go back and listen to that discography different today too. And like, from I'm glad you brought up that album now too. Um, Near the end, one of my favorite tracks um, ever by Kendrick is called "Mortal Man." It's because of, it's because of the outro. Yes, yes. Now, beautiful, beautiful done. How how? What did you think of that outro? What'd you say? What did you think of the outro when you first heard it? I almost cried. That's understandable. You know, because uh because I almost cried at the end when Pac went away. Yeah. Because I remember him going away the first time. Yeah. And hurt when he went away. And I have a very and we'll talk about it in, in future interviews. <laughs> my relationship <laughs> with Tupac's music and his character is a very uh difficult one for me to nail down because I, he was, he was, a, he was I'm, I'm much older than he was now than when he died. He's older than me, but I was, you know, fairly young when he passed. But now that I'm much older than him, I, I more so understand the mind of a guy in his mid twenties, even though he was that immensely talented and had so much to offer the world, you know, he made a couple of decisions that made it so where he's not here anymore. You know, I always feel like he should still be here. If not for a couple of decisions, maybe he'd still be here, you know. 
And so, and so it's, it's, I, I'm always in a tug of war about him, but I miss him and I miss his presence. And he yeah. was in his album, me against me against the world is one of the reasons why I even became an artist to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 um, I have a very conflicted relationship when it comes to that. So when I heard, when I heard him talking to him and, and then, and then, and then, and then, uh, Kendrick says, pop, pop, you know, like right at the end. Yeah. Man, I just choked up. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, because you got to experience that time when he was with us now, as opposed to somebody who never was even in tune with that now. So right. it hit you differently. Right. Again, he directly affected my decision to be an artist. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, directly, it was, it was, it was common, and it was Tupac. Yeah. You know what I'm the, you know, watching, listening to them express themselves, uh, you know, more other artists at that particular time in the, in the early 90s were way more colorful. It was a <laughs> lot more going on around yeah. that time in a good way, but they were just way more colorful. Yeah. And I, I wasn't that colorful. You know, I wasn't I wasn't that way. But these guys had a very unique way of you know what I'm saying, people time. speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they so they that they taught me that I could have a voice. You know? <laughs> I was gonna say, man, because man, you do use your voice to like, because that is one of your gifts, man. Because like, I can hear you spit some of the hardest bars, and then I can hear you nail one of the craziest hooks ever, like like the my why. Yo, I'm not even gonna lie. When I heard that, I was like, wow, man, like this guy. I don't know how this guy is not like. As big as Drake, I said. I said. I always. Every time when I hear something new by you, and I just, blow, I'm like, how the fuck is he not as big as Drake Kendrick? But like, I was. But but meaning the that. That's how the chips fall, man. I, I I didn't. I didn't. I think timing. You know, a, a Japanese guy named Chris Lennon taught me uh, back in the early 2000s um, about timing. You know, and uh, I was in a rush to do a lot of things and he introduced to me the concept of timing and how uh, you can be doing the right thing, but at the wrong time and around the wrong people, you know, uh, it has to line up correctly, man. Like you can get the ears like I've I have as a producer, I have sat with people who could have changed my life in that meeting and played the wrong beats. You know what I mean? I, I had the beats that they would have taken. Yeah. I only had so much time to play beats. And so because I wasn't in understanding of what exactly a producer was supposed to be at that time, I I wanted to show them something that they weren't li listening for. You know what I mean? So so uh, the timing, it was bad. You know, you know, uh, things like that happen all of the time. You know, you, you get in situations, you, you stand in front of people who could do things for you, but you just don't, you don't have it yet, you know, or you're not doing, it's it's not the right time is what I'm trying to say. You know, you know, I, I met Pharrell and had a very good conversation with him before, but it wasn't the right time. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't say the right things. I didn't produce to him the right, what I needed to produce to him in order to inspire him to want to work with me more. Right. So, 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 um, 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 that's kind of what I mean by, by, you know, why am I not where somebody else is? Well, I mean, our stories were different. You know, I went into the military. Yeah. So when I went into the military, 
you know, the choice to go into the military was also a choice to not be here, yeah. right? Um, you know, mixing it in and, and building relationships and doing things with my 20s. You know, yeah. I gave those to the military, you know? Because yeah. you're going and, and overseas, where, too. Like, you're not and, even in the USA. Right. Whereas if I was here, you know, maybe in Atlanta on the streets of Detroit, I could have been involved with the hip-hop shop. And, and you know what I mean? But nah, I went... In the military, you know, I mean, I was in, I was in Oklahoma, oh, you know, while these guys was battling at the shelter, at the yeah. shelter, you know what I'm saying? So, so I missed it, right? Like, like I, you know, that was my decision. I could very well be, you know, if I would have stayed and you know, you know, got involved with that movement and all of that, I could have very well have had the opportunities Obi Trice had or. You know what I mean? Elzai, you know, you know, who knows, you know, but it was my choice to do those things. But it's also part of your journey, too, because like everyone, well, if you've been paying attention to the show, you went overseas and worked with one of the biggest hip hop artists over yeah. there. Sure. Um, many, many hip hop artists over there, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you definitely said the time, too, about when you met Chad Hugo there, too. Um, yeah. It was actually on this show. Um, so so what I'm going with this now, too, is now... Um, Cause you have like very meaningful tracks that like like that mean a lot to Detroit. Like you have like 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 um, I like to say proof tributes because both of those tracks, the heartbroken and my wire, proof tribute. So like I was just wondering like how did like how did that come about? Well, so uh, shout out to my manager LB, right? Who who when I met him. Uh, was managing Swifty McVeigh at that particular time and was doing a lot of role management for uh, for Crooked Eye, right? So what I did was what I should have did, which was I was very proactive. Okay. You know, uh, one of my gifts is songwriting. And so those guys, uh, 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 and there's a reason why I brought up Crook. i get back to that in a second because it ties in, okay. right? So... Um, I just started asking what they were working on. Just started asking, you know, asking my manager, like, what's going on over there? Yeah. You know, tells me about, uh, and this is 2017. Oh, cool. wow. He's telling me, well, uh, you know, Caniva and, and, and Swift are working on an album. They just started working on an album. Actually, it was a mixtape. It was a mixtape. Okay. The plan was to do, like, a mixtape and then do album and stuff like that. And so I had... Um, did a couple of beats for Swifty McVeigh's album, Grey Blood, right? He put out an yeah. album called Grey Blood. That's where our creative relationship actually started, was during Grey Blood. In between Grey Blood and the Swifty and Kanaba thing, Swifty begins work on an autobiography. Okay. Right? It starts on an autobiography. It's called uh, The Seventh Seal, I believe. No, yeah. it's called... Oh, shoot. Oh, hang on. Oh. But 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 it's 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 his I, I think it's the seventh seal or the sixth seal, something like that. I'm pulling up, I just No, take it to But yeah, as you were saying though. And and so uh I hear that Swifty is working on this autobiography. And so uh, I also was was that did you find it? Seventh star. Seven Star, I'm yeah. sorry, it's called Seven Star. 
it's available now. Uh, you know what I mean? If anybody wants to check yeah, that out, I'll shout out for to the people to see if y'all can see that. That's it. So music came with that, right? He's going to put out a soundtrack to that. So, and again, he's already working on it, right? Like he's already working on it. And actually had already taken a beat from me for it. Okay. He used one of my beats on there too. And then I then I then uh, asked my manager about the music. I said he got any Detroit songs in there, and he said no. Nah. I said okay. I said give me a day, give me a day. And I went and I and I and I and I wrote the what up though song. You know what I mean? I did I did a hook. I did a hook, and actually I had two verses, but I did a hook and a, and, a, and a verse. And I said send it over. I said send that to him. I said he he's gonna use that. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah, yeah, he did. Oh he did. Just, you know what I mean? Now mind you, mind you. He wasn't asking me for this. Like, it wasn't like he was saying, yo, I asked him to send me something. Like, nah. Yeah. I just sent it over immediately. He was like, yeah, yeah, I want this. Okay, cool. <laughs> so then it was like, well, this is dope, but we should probably get somebody else on it. He was like, well, who should we get on it? I was like, well, shit. Uh, is he cool with Obi Trice? He was like, yeah. I was like, well, ask him to give Obi Trice. So this ties back to what I was saying earlier about speaking things into existence, right? Because I just knew that this was a thing that needed to happen. And so it happened. So what that did was, is it opened up a relationship between me and Swifty to where he was very open and susceptible to things I would just send him. Right? Okay. So so uh, so after the, the, the autobiography was done, um, I said, well, what, what's working on? What are they working on now? He said, well, they're getting a mixtape together. I said, okay, I'm going to send some stuff over. So <laughs> this is... This is the end of 2017, 2018. And uh, and so he says, uh, well, Swifty has this song uh, called Backstabbers or something like that. It didn't have a chorus on it, but he was talking about proof. It just had his verse okay. on a beat. It was just a Swifty McVeigh verse on a beat called Backstabbers. I heard it. I was like, oh, I know exactly what to do. Threw the hook on there. And then... Uh, and I sent it back, and I said, "Well, I'm gonna send him another one too." So then I did heartbroken, you know what I'm saying? And and I just I just sent him over, and and that's how that came together. It took a long time, it took a long time, but uh uh, and they went through a lot of music with a lot of people, right? Yeah. But those songs, they just stuck, you know what I'm saying? And so that's that's a testament to the to the realism that's in those records, you know, that those stuck, and so that's how those came together. You know what I mean? Shout out to Kaniva too. You know what I'm saying? He showed me a lot of love. Yeah. Man, you <laughs> Yeah, that was a timer right there too. Like and like a lot of people too, like when they hear that too, like they, they must like be like, wow, like this dude is Ellen. And like I bet you a lot of people were hit you up like, yo, I found you on this song with yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I got I got some of that. And that's it. Those both produced by Just Chill Beats too. The guys I mentioned okay. earlier. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Both produced by Just Chill Beats. Okay. Now, like, even with, like, being, like, like um, a Detroit, you're born in Detroit, and, like, now, like, um, speaking things into existence now, too, being based off the energy now, too, like, you, because, um, like, you have pictures, and then you even have, like, video of him, like, playing your album to him, but now, like, you actually you, have, what? yeah, you uh -huh. actually have a song, like, produced by him now. Yeah. So, what's that feeling like, knowing, like, because you once said, like, I'll never, I'll probably would never get to work with Eminem, but you probably will in this lifetime. 
but you said I got to work with Royce. When you heard that finished product of like that song you sent me now, like what was like that feeling? Were you overwhelmed or were you like happy like that like you finally got to work with somebody you always wanted to work with, like soloy now? Because I know that's a family business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what a lot of people don't know is I worked on the allegory, right? Oh, like shit. I did. I, 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 so when people make albums, they make a lot of songs. They Albums go through different changes and different things like that. Well, there was a season of the allegory where I was helping. I was, you know, writing courses, and, you know what I mean, and, and doing different things like that. And so um, that's um, kind of how uh, Royce got to know me creatively. You know, he like I did a couple of things with family business. Yeah, that was cool. But the stuff for the allegory, it was just me and him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, different ideas he had, different things I was turning in, and, and uh, and it was all dope. Like I, I really wish that my fingers was crossed that I would wind up on that album. But it's amazing just to even have the opportunity to say that I got a chance to work on it. So, so I, I appreciate the big homie just for that. But, but really, man, out of the entire scenario with Royce, man, uh, uh, to answer your, your question, I don't have words. Like I, I can't even. I can't even tell you what it feels like. Like it, it is, it is, it's surreal, right? It's surreal, and I spoke that into existence too. Like I, I, I knew he would produce for me. Like I just, I just did, you know. Um, and so uh, when he sent me the when he when he sent me the track, he just sent it to me on a random Wednesday. You know what I mean? And the name of the beat was MRKSX. You know, you know, and so uh, okay. You know, and, and so, and so I did my thing to it, but, but, um, but yeah, man, that's, that's the big homie, man. That's, that's, that's the big homie, man. He showed me a lot of love that he didn't have to. And, uh, I will, he, he is my favorite, uh, MC of all time. Uh, he was before this. Um, I've had a, a, a top five MC list for a long time. And and him and Crook were on it, and I've been able to work with both of them. And I don't know how many people can actually say that. You know <laughs> what I mean? In, in in my position, man. And so and so, it is it is a surreal thing uh, to not only meet him, but to meet him with a reputation that preceded me. Yeah. So I didn't have to prove myself to him necessarily. You know what I mean? I I, I came to him. He had already he already respected what I was doing. You like know, so that was amazing. Like, like the entire, the entire thing, man, was, uh, was amazing. I think it came out even better than he thought it would come out. You know, to be honest with you. See, this is why I love when artists do interviews now too, because like what you just said now, you got that on a random Wednesday. Like, I bet you that caught you so off guard. Like, whoa, very off guard. Well, not not off guard in the sense that he would send me music. You know what I mean? He might he might hit me, you know, at midnight. You know, and be like, man, I, I'm, I got something I want to send you. I want to see if you can do something with it. You, you know what I mean? Um, which was kind of what the process of me working on the allegory was. Was you know, here's my, you know, let me see what you can do with this. You know, and so uh, um, uh, it was. It wasn't out of the ordinary that he would send me some music. It was out of the ordinary that he would send me some music. Would would it be entitled my name though? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where well, my name would be the name of the beat, and so. It was it was like okay you know maybe that was his way of saying yo I see you you know what I mean you know let me let me let me just try and see you know where you, where you take this opportunity so so uh, that's what I did with it. 
Tyree London. Now you thought your DMs were lit. Now wait till you release that track. Well, I mean, look, man, it, it, it is it is a dream come true, and dreams do come true, yeah. and uh, you know, you know, hopefully. You know, my hope is that people who, you know, for a, a moment in time, perhaps people that wouldn't normally care will care. You know what I mean? And 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 we'll find out that that's not even the tip of the iceberg, you know, in terms of, of what I'm bringing to the table, you know. So we'll see. And it's going to be followed up by uh, the name of the song we're talking about. is called Good Life. That's dropping this week. And oh, when is it yeah. dropping? It all depends on the distributor whenever they can get it. To the, to the different platforms, but uh, there's a project immediately following it. Okay. Yeah, there's a project immediately following it, um, which is um, the first of many that'll come out. I'm being careful because my mantra is announcements are overrated. Yeah, yeah, I get no, I understand. Like, you don't want to say yeah, too much. No, no, I mean, but but people need, but I, I, I there, there are people that that are curious about. Yeah what I'm doing. So I think it only fair, you know, we are, you know, how, you know, however long into this interview, if you're still listening, then maybe you got love for the kids. So I'll go ahead and tell you, you know, uh, that there are a series of projects that will come out this year. Okay. And I mean a series of them. Right. And, and so I am, uh, crafting my catalog right now. If you want to know what I'm doing, meaning you, meaning anybody that's curious about what happens now, I'm now about to go through the catalog, a lot of catalog crafting. And so, and I need to show you who I am as an artist. I've not really done that yet. I've, I've given you glimpses into what the possibilities could be. Yeah. But this is the year that I show you what I can do as an artist. Like I'm going to, there, there will be projects that you are going to be surprised to hear. There's going to be styles of music and different things that I just never showed you before. Okay. But I'm going to, because I've been maybe scared or not really sure how you take it, but I'm going to give it to you this year. And and, 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 and so, and they come in in what I call episodes. Okay. So episode one, episode one is going to drop next, next week, right? They're going to run episodes all year, but the, but the title, but the title of the project is the forty-year-old rapper, right? Oh. And so, and 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 their episodes. There's going to be episodes, and episode one is coming next week. That's oh, when it's coming. Shit. I can't wait to hear it because I know you. I already know you can do different styles now too. But it, when you said like that style, we never heard you from. Oh, yo, that's good. Man. <laughs> for sure, for sure, one one hundred percent, like one hundred percent. And I'm not. And that, and that has a lot to do with the music. You know, Timo, Timo, uh, fire, fire guy, producer. Yeah, my guy Timo um, is a is a certain type of producer, right? So he challenged me as a songwriter to meet him where he was. Okay. You know, and, and over time meeting him there, it blossomed into this great creative relationship where it's it's a real no holds barred approach to songwriting and. And, you know, you know, uh, some of it's going to feel like, you know, I am looking, I'm chasing radio, right? Like some of it's going to feel like I'm chasing radio. Well, the answer to that is yes, I'm chasing radio uh, with, <laughs> with those particular, with those particular songs and the, and the particular projects that will feel like that. But if you trust me as an artist, 
If you trust me as an artist, you got to take a listen to what I'm doing because you know the integrity. The integrity is going to be there, right? Oh, so, so don't so don't get thrown off because it sounds Afrobeat or it sounds okay. trap or it sounds, you know what I mean? Whatever. Listen, listen, listen to what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Because you you might like it, right? Like you might say, oh, wow, I didn't think I would like this, but that's right. I like this artist, so why wouldn't <laughs> I like it? You know, you know, so I'm going to I'm going to put you in a real weird spot this year. I'm going to put you okay. in, even you personally, okay. I'm going to put you I'm going to put you in an awkward spot a couple of times with some of the music that comes out because it's not necessarily stuff stuff you would listen to in your in your own time. But you're going to be stuck listening to this music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for this now. Jeez. <laughs> so, but that's just that's just those particular projects. But you'll hear things that sound like Elbig Road, things that sound like a okay. song. You know what I mean? Um, there's going to be uh, portions where only one producer did the whole thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Tone Beats and I are going to come back together again this year and do something. You know what I mean? So... So there's a, so there's 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 a lot coming, man. There's a lot coming. And like even like to like there, you said there's a lot coming too. There's a lot like this is gonna be your year because even speech uh, when I asked him about this too, you're on his lead single for his expansion project coming out. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, I so I I I, I uh, speech is a really good guy, man. Like like and an incredible artist and a much better rapper than people probably think. And oh, understand <laughs> from, from, his, from his, his hits, um, you know, uh, the guy can really spit, man. Southern and Pioneer. He don't, they don't get mentioned enough, like, with Outkast or, like, Gertie Mob because they came before that. Right, right. And I would say in some ways inspired, um, which we wound up seeing, you know what I mean, in terms of how they were presented, yeah. how, the, how the Dungeon family presented themselves, sure. you know. Uh, Especially so, Andre 3000. Yeah, Because exactly. when I was listening to speech, I was like, "Wow, you could tell Andre 3000 was inspired by him, either he admits it or not." Because when you listen to the music and the artistry, I was like, "Wow, like Eli and Andre." He, yeah, seems it's now. You know, when you when you when you when you look back at it, but yeah, man, I met I met producer I met speech as a producer. Yeah, you know, and I I produced uh, another crazy thing. You know what I mean? I was a huge Arrested Development fan. You know what I'm saying? And on uh, Arrested Development's last album, I believe it was, I think it's their last album as a group, okay. I produced both singles off of it. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, and then um, Speech had another solo project that came out. This is a few years back. Like, this is a few years back when I was just producing. I wasn't even an artist. I was still defocused. Like, oh, okay. oh, okay. You know what I'm saying, and so and so. Uh, then I wound up doing something for a solo project of his, and then um, we just kept in touch, man. We just kept in touch, and then uh, to be able to to be able to, to share some mic time with him was a dream come true too. You know what I'm saying? This is a guy I grew up, literally grew up listening to. You know, I'm a huge fan of of him and everything he's done, and and to have like a mutual respect between. You know what I mean? Artistically you know, is amazing. You know what I mean? It's, it's been very easy to have a relationship with him. And, uh, and, uh, we share a lot of the same vibes. You know what I mean? He's, he, again, he's, he's much more advanced in 
the business than I am. Yeah. Um, he's an open book to me, man. He's been he's been an open book to me, man. So I I, I really appreciate it. Right. Just to hear like that too, like you were a huge Arrested Development fan too, like um, and like to hear that story about like you sending him that beat six years ago. And he never wound up using that at the time. And then now, after all these years later, he's using it. Like, that's like... That's a, that's a testament to good music. <laughs> yeah. I was just, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's a testament to, uh, you know, when something is what it is, it will always be that. Did you hear you what know? he said about that beat? No, nah, what did he say about the beat? He said, that's one of the best fucking hip-hop beats I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy, man. And I and I and I appreciate him for that. Look, man, I would I am, but when when it came to making beats, I I was very good at it. Oh yeah, I can tell. I was very, very good at it. I'd learned how to become very good at it, and I don't do it because it's more of a time thing. I just don't have the the time I used to have to, to sit and, and, and uh, upset because I was an obsessive producer. Like I was, I obsessed over the sounds and I obsessed over things. And, you know, these days I don't have the time to obsess over a drum kick or like <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? Because it will bother me in my sleep. It, it I, I will wake up at three in the morning because I will feel like, you know, a, a kick was too low or, you know what I mean? Like, I need to go fix up. Yeah, man. And I'd have to be working on five beats at a time. Oh, Jesus Yeah, I was obsessive. <laughs> so I had to uh, stop. I, I had, to, I had, I had to stop, man. And most of my relationships in Atlanta were made because of uh, producing. And and uh, but I had to stop, man, and concentrate on myself as an artist. But now look at me, man. I got this this crew of amazing producers around me that I'm able to even take my years of beat making and help. Just because I I understand what they're doing. Yeah, like you get it because you've done that. Sure, one hundred percent. That's what. That's why me and Tone Beats uh, took off so fast because he had things he wanted to do stylistically with his production, but the artist didn't understand it. Yeah, he, they didn't get it at the time. They didn't get it. They didn't. They didn't get what he was doing. They could listen to it as a piece of art, but they couldn't hear themselves on it. You know what I mean? But me, because I understood what he was doing, I I could do it. Like, I understand exactly where I fit, you know, into the grand scheme of things. So, yeah, so that's 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 definitely with him. You know what I mean? And with and with and with Clint Taylor, man, listen, man, you you know, you you guys are witnessing. You guys will talk about Clint Taylor, how you talk about Ninth Wonder. Like the way you talk about Ninth Wonder today, the way people, the reverence people give him and the way they understand him as a producer you will talk about clint taylor in that way you, you, you know what i mean it's, it's going to happen man and i like how you see that in him so early too now too because you recognize like a lot of people early on for sure for sure that's part of being a producer you're supposed to have the ear and then you know when people start referencing him as night wonder you can just pull up in your phone like you know what that dude gave me some of my best music when he was just starting out <laughs> <laughs> I got some crazy Night Wonder stories too, man. But that's that's for a, another time, man. Like, and yeah, one photo you posted of him, and you said, uh, "You know how important God steps on is." Like, no, I don't. I was like, "That's such a typical Night Wonder answer." Because he seems so laid back. He's like, "No, I don't." Right, right, right. Exactly, man. Exactly. Shout to uh, 
tech and uh, general steel. I got to know those gents over the past two years of my life, and uh, I can see why Lions works with them. They're very humbled and very humble individuals. For sure. Um, so without, without further introductions, um, y'all going to see more of this guy musically, interview-wise. Yo, 2020 is going to be as you. I'm just going to preach into the universe right now because I, I've been recognized his talent from the very first time I ever heard him on My Lady. And when I finally got that solo EP from him, I'm like, holy shit, this is what we've been waiting for. But now... Peace up. Yeah, man. Now, now we're going to get, like, the biggest year of your career, I think. Because... 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. I like how you said just confidence now, too, because you have a strong team that believes in you, and you are you are going to have the best year of your career, so we can't wait to see the reaction. I, I, I And I say that also because I know what's coming, that I know what's coming. So when you see this smile, and I'm not even talking about the stuff I'm doing for myself, I'm talking about the things that I've collaborated with other people that that I know is coming. So when when you say this is gonna be the biggest year, like I I, I agree, I, I agree, <laughs> and I'm and I'm going to put up I'm gonna put up some numbers with my own stuff this year, and uh, it's gonna be a great year, man. It's gonna be a great year. And you're mad at many surprises now, so I can't wait. It's a great year, brother. <laughs> so with that being said, this is the most documented artist on the show. Said y'all gonna be seeing more of him. This is the sixth, but not his last appearance. The legendary. The humble, humble, humble man, producer, artist, visionary himself, Mark Suggs. Is there anything that you would like to let the um, people know before I let you go? I think that uh, a lot of the artists that you interview that don't go share the fact that you interviewed them are some suckers. I think that's some sucker shit that they don't go tell their followers that you have interviewed them. And I know why they do it. And that's some sucker shit because we all start from somewhere and it's not fair that uh, that they don't do that. That's the last thing I want to say. Man, <laughs> I was a little bit discouraged at times, but after hearing that, you know, I just I just got to keep going because it's like what you said. I love doing what I do. Yeah. No, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep doing what you're doing. I'm just I'm just saying from from me, from me to every artist that you interview. Uh, that will listen to this and they don't go off and share the fact that they interview with you is some sucker shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's it. Yeah. And just the way it is sometimes. But hey, I, I'm glad that, you know, I got a strong team behind me too because I wouldn't want to be if anyone else besides that feeling. That feeling podcast network, man. Yeah, yeah man. Y'all follow that. And y'all need to check out some of the podcasts on there too, like Mr. Fuck You on Me, what have you. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so, with that being said, this is another classic interview from the desk low featuring the guy himself, Mark Sarks, Michigan Rapkin, MLK Sarks. Goes by a lot of aliases, but you'll be seeing more of him soon. <laughs>